We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good morning, LL Nation. Hope everyone had a great weekend. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. I'm your boy, Sean Davis. Left is going to be on soon. We're brought to you by Anora Whiskey. AnoraWhiskey.com, that premium American whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. And if you're going to drink, by all means, you have to make sure that you drink. Responsibly. you got to drink responsibly. How was your weekend, Left? It was great. Just busy, man. Uh, just trying to put things together and, and, and get to a, a new level. A lot of football news going on, but, you know, we uh, we always seem to find out on, uh, find our way on top. You see the sunshine in the background for left. My daughter poured it on thick this weekend. Yeah. As we back here in the Midwest dealt with this BS. <laughs> sub 10 degree weather. Yeah. It's this snow. It's but, about that time you made it out here, man. Hey, February, baby. February. <laughs> February and April. The tickets are already bought. That's right. That's the right. It's already, already, it's already put together. The trip's already booked. So we're going to hear from Notre Dame's players. And we have to feel good. Uh, the players met with the media. We're going to save the defense for tomorrow. We're going to deal strictly with the offensive side of the ball. We're going to tell you why maybe the tight ends should be the ones to talk about their quarterbacks instead of the wide receivers. Like from now on, let the tight end room be the PR for the quarterbacks at Notre Dame because they handle it much better. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about youth being served, some of the things being said by some of the young players, position changes, what to look for against South Carolina. Then we're going to talk about this weekend and how things are going to move forward, because it, it is National Signing Day week. Notre Dame picked up a very, very good player on Friday night in the yes, 2024 class. Of course, the Peyton Bowen saga continues. And now Jaden Lamar, who has been rumored, but has been honest. You know, I respect kids that are honest with the staff, letting them know where they stand. He might be flipping. Uh, I believe to Oregon, if I'm not mistaken. To Oregon. Oregon is such a uh, a pass-through place. It's not a place where you go and create legacy. It's just a place where 
you stop by for a short while, you fill up your gas tank and you keep going. <laughs> Yo, so let's get into uh don't forget, go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the great content. Uh State of Recruiting, what I got John Garcia Jr. in conjunction with Irish Breakdown, it's CFB Nation. It's Lucky Lucky Podcast. You already know we spin it different. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. How did that how did that man drop that pass for Jackson State? Oh, let's talk about it. Let's, let's talk about the irony. The irony. Of that drop pass, that look, man. Oh man, hey, it's so play, funny. One play does not make uh, a game. That's <laughs> trying to blame it on the young man. Jackson State had two horrendous turnovers: one by Travis Hunter, yeah, uh, a reverse or a jet sweep, and then you know NC Central controlling the clock, missed tackles by the Jackson State defense. Missed tackles. That was crazy. Crazy. And then, you know, the fake punt early in the third quarter changed the momentum of the game. Changed Jackson the State was probably on the verge of kind of extending the lead and, and getting out in front and playing out in front and allowing their pass rush to take control of the game. But NC Central never allowed them to do that because they wanted to be physical and run behind that big quarterback of theirs yeah. and just make some plays. Yeah, for they, sure. Their defense couldn't stop the passing game with Jackson State mm-hmm. at all. So it was just one of those games. It was a great college game. Oh, it was. See, with a little more resources, HBCU games could be like that every week. Yeah. You know, it, yeah, was, it was a good football. It was a great college football game. It was a, man, flat out great college football game. Let me tell you something. <laughs> From halftime to halftime was great. I'll tell you what we learned. Like you said, well, more resources, the athletes in the MEAC and the SWAC 
will probably be even better than they are now. Even better. Even in this entertaining football. You know, it they deserve they deserve support from their alumni bases, better support from their alumni bases, and they deserve better support from the administrations of HBCUs. Yeah. I'll leave it at that. Invest. Invest in these young men. Because they can give you a good product. And they definitely did that for the national audience on Saturday. That's right. Uh, Central coming into the game was, heck, putting up all 40 points a game. So it was <laughs> like Central was scrubs. It was like Central was scrubs at all. Yeah. They, just didn't know about they putting up 40 points a game. But let me tell you something. This is what I learned. Shadur Sanders is going to be okay at Colorado. Yeah, he'll be all right. He's going to be okay. Like, he you won't know, be better than Caleb Williams, but he'll be all right. No, no, no. But, he, but see, that's the problem. He's athletic. Man, I wanted to hit him upside the head like Michael Jordan hit Malik Monk. Because <laughs> I wanted to say, dude, if you just pull the ball one time, I swear you're going to run 50 yards. Untouched. 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 Read it. You're getting lazy back there. And it's not like he's not athletic. You saw when he got out the pocket, and he can run. I mean, even on the touchdown run, he, he ran untouched. He yeah. could have been doing that all game. But you can, you can see he's locked in on trying to prove oh. that he can throw from the pocket. Oh, yeah. He can throw yeah. from the pocket. So, as a quarterback, heck, he's definitely going to be the best quarterback Colorado's had in a, in a while. <laughs> Yeah, in a while. I don't care what you think about him in comparison to like other top quarterbacks in Power Five conferences, but he's, he's a better quarterback I've been looking for for sure. Yes. yes, and secondly, I don't ever want to see a talent like Travis Hunter on an FCS team ever again. <laughs> ever again, there's no reason. Look, all respect. I love kids giving opportunities <laughs> a chance, man, but I do not want to see a talent like Travis Hunter. Nah, nah. He's, he's Delaware State, Jackson State, Alcorn <laughs> State ever again, dude. That should be on primetime Saturday in the SEC at Notre Dame. Yeah. <laughs> like, we need that yeah, every yeah. Saturday. I don't he's, need that kid in a sub package on no. ESPN <laughs> on a Saturday night. I don't, I don't know if you're watching ESPN Plus Absolutely. watching Travis Hunter. He needs to be on primetime television. A two-way talent like that? And I'm, uh, shout out to him for understanding the moment, understanding how he raised his value on Saturday with his performance, and opening up his recruitment. He in, he entered the transfer portal, and he said, "I'm not automatically just following Coach Prime to Colorado." That's fair. He said, "You know, and I'm not saying that I won't be at Colorado." He said, but I'm going to see what's the best fit for me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, look, right now, four, I think three other teams besides Colorado have jumped on them early. Uh, USC is one of them. Can you imagine Caleb and him? Now, does he – now, would he play both ways at a Power 5 school? Like, would he go to Georgia and play safety and receive? Or would he just focus on one? I feel like he has to focus on one at Power Five. Because he can go anywhere. So I'm sure 
you know, he's probably trying to get that entertained in these visits. Can I play both sides? You know, he's such a natural receiver, though. I think so too. I think he's better receiver than DB. He is extremely natural as a receiver, bro. Like he's known for his defense, but he's natural as a receiver, bro. I, I really like that young man. I think he can do it. I think he can Charles Woodson. And, and USC, he definitely had he was D without question. They're losing two good receivers. He might be one of the top three receivers on the squad. Right now. That's foot on campus. Yeah. So at yeah. USC, I think he gets the opportunity. Kirby might lock him in. Kirby might lock him in at DV. Oh, man. I mean, well you, can go, well, you can go anywhere. I'm sure George is hard to say no to coming oh, from facts. Texas State. Facts. And what Kirby's offering – Sheesh. It'll, it'll be a challenge for sure. Yeah, like Kirby's the better salesman, too. Like Prime has charisma, but he doesn't really have the product to sell. Not yet. Quite yeah. yet. He don't have a product yet. No, Kirby has that product behind him. Where he and don't have to say base. much. Yes. <laughs> and that fan base and that draft capital. All of that. So... Lincoln Riley's still building it, but Lincoln Riley can sell Hollywood because Travis yeah. Hunter is Hollywood. Hollywood for sure, primetime TV. He, he's he's Hollywood, so the lights of USC and LA might attract them. So it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting to see. Any chance Marcus Freeman swoops on him? No, no, no. We not we not. We can all dream about a Travis Hunter and Benjamin Morrison duo on a Saturday in South Bend, but no, that's exactly what it would be. Yeah, no, it's a dream. It's a dream. But man, Celebration Bowl was a fantastic football game, and uh, shout out to uh, NC Central, man. Mm. Shout out to NC Central, man. I just need um, yeah, I don't need to see Travis Hunters in the FCS. I, I just don't. Yeah. I just don't. <laughs> I look, I feel like we were robbed. I feel like we were robbed of that young man. Yeah, big time and big time football, man. Yeah, we should have seen him on a lot more Saturdays in primetime television with some better competition because he's he's just better than the, the guys he was playing around and you know that's rare to see, and it's and it's it's rare to see because usually guys like that don't take a step. In his case, take a step down. Right. But it's clear as it's clear as day that he deserves to uh, be anywhere in the country that he wants to. He's one of the few transfer portals that uh, he can create his own destiny. <laughs> yeah. You know something else left? Shout out to the referees, dude, because that was a steel cage match. They were letting everything go. Everything went. It was letting them play. <laughs> no, post whistle. They they didn't care. They like slap, hit, push. We don't care. <laughs> it was there's nothing, just oh, nothing God. egregious. There's nothing too crazy, but we'll let you hold a little bit, hit after the play a little bit, throw a guy out of bounds and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yo, but it was like, okay, the refs are like, we are not about to be the reason this game is won or lost. You know, they called the obvious, and then some things they just, and look, put me on a petty train, right? Because Dion, I, I, I like Shador. I like Shador. <laughs> but Shiloh? Oh, he was getting cooked. <laughs> they had to bench him. They had to bench him. <laughs> just turn, just grabbing cats, turning them around. Yeah. And then just... looking at the ref like, what did I do? <laughs> what do you mean? What did you do? What do you, mean? <laughs> you literally just turned the wide receiver all the way around. And you're looking at the ref like, what did I do? Like, like surprise. Oh, man. Lucky Lucky Podcast. You know what else is fantastic this weekend? What? Man, let me tell you something. Shout out to Mbappe. Oh. Shout out to Lionel Messi. Yo. I I couldn't That World Cup final was lit, boy. Oh, what? That World Cup final was lit. The World Cup final was lit. It man, made me a soccer Mbappe. fan. For that sure. kind of Mbappe is something different. And he's and he's like young. He's like 21 or something like yeah. that. Like he's like yeah. a baby for real. Yeah. <laughs> that dude is like he's different. And I, you know what I loved? Like I think it was Messi that got stripped when France scored the second goal to tie it up at two. And you can see Messi like in that moment was just like, dang. But then for him to recover, yeah, the way they did, and for Argentina to show the resilience, both teams show resilience. Yeah, they just kept coming back. You know, clutch plays, extra time. I didn't know. I didn't oh. know France was that was that big. They look way bigger than Argentina's team. Dude, some big dudes. French brothers. <laughs> and, but once again, man, this is we talked about this. Like, dude, their best athletes play soccer. That's true. And the best athletes don't play soccer in the United States. Yeah, just, like, you we know, don't have no LeBron's playing soccer. Because if we did. Oh. I mean, America is funny because we celebrate soccer going hard, knowing our team's not good, but we'll cheer like we're other countries' teams for sure. Like we'll act like we a bunch of Argentina fans and French fans, and but it's the it's the, it's weird because we're not really good at at soccer, but we yeah. celebrate and go hard like it's the Super Bowl. So yeah, yeah. So I'm not even a soccer fan like that, but I'm here to tell you, dude. That was an incredible. That was an incredible event to watch. Incredible event to watch. So, yeah, man. Lucky Lefty Podcast. Left. Before we hear from the players, I dug into a little bit of South Carolina and Clemson. Okay. You tell me this all the time, but South Carolina is big as hell. Excuse my French. On the defensive line, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I was telling you that the difference like, between SEC and everywhere else is the D-line. The D their line 290 line. looks different than Notre Dame's 290. Yeah. Because <clears throat> their 290 got, got a frame. It's different. <laughs> you know what I mean? It just looks a little bit stockier. A little bit stockier. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 
Like it don't, it, it, it's like a heavy 290 for them, and then it's a light 290 for us. <laughs> Yo, but I will say this. If you move them side to side, you can have success. That's right. If you try to run straight ahead, you might run into a brick wall. So in my opinion, Tommy Reese is going to have to find something behind besides duo early in this game. Yeah. Maybe you can go to duo late in the third and fourth quarter. But early in this game, he's going to have to find a different way to unleash that running game on the Gamecocks and get Notre Dame, get Notre Dame going. Basically, what I'm saying, you know what? The spotlight is on Tommy Reese more than anybody in this game. Oh, That's for sure. For, for so many reasons, love. This is not an easy call, run it up the middle type of game where you banging Audrey Estimate against the wall. This is a real wall. You're going to have to get a little more creative. You don't have your, your secret weapon in Michael Mayer or a quarterback that you feel like is everything that he was during the season for you. But he's definitely on the hot seat, just like every week. Now, it never changed for me. He was always on the hot seat for me. But this week in particular is different because he has to be able to do it under certain circumstances that a lot will say is tough. But outside looking in, they'll be like, you got more talent. So it's a tough matchup, for sure. Secondly, these dudes play man-to-man and quarters all game long. Let me tell you something, man. <laughs> if Notre Dame does not throw the ball downfield minimum seven times over 20 yards, I'm going to have a tremendous issue with the game plan. There's no reason not to take minimum seven shots down the field. But yeah, and, they're be, and their best corner is not playing. He's already opted out to go to the NFL. So you have to take advantage of that. The third thing early about South Carolina, they got this dude, number 44, though. His name is Nate Atkins, tight end. Good Lord. Dude, he, he's going to be a problem. Yeah. Dude looks like he's about 260. Yeah. Can run like a gazelle. I'm like, wait a minute. This dude is snatching the ball one-handed behind it's just his a, head. It's a different 260 than Man. a Notre Dame tight end 260. <laughs> oh. I'm like, okay, I see why Austin Stone would hop back in the portal. Yeah. Yeah. He saw he saw what he saw what was coming. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's going to be an incredible, incredible game. Spencer Rattler is who he is. Yeah. His arm is ridiculous, left. The best natural pass in college. He made some throws against Clemson to the outside on both sides. Ridiculous. But he still falls prey to his eyes. Yeah. His eyes still deceive him, bro. He will throw some. He, he will look chance. like Patrick, he will look like Patrick Mahomes on two consecutive plays or two consecutive drives, and then will come back and look like Mitch Trubisky the next three drives. The next three drives, yeah. It's maddening. It's maddening. If he could ever find any consistency, he would be. A top five pick in the NFL. Easy. 
He's just on, yeah. just on arm talent. Off a of, off a of natural arm talent. Like the man doesn't try, and he just he just makes it look really good. So that's that's always been his knock. Is how can he be consistent or find that consistency to be natural? But I think he's so talented mm-hmm. that unfortunately he's that's the nature of his game. He's going to take a lot of chances because he knows he can just naturally throw the ball really well, which would be good. For us, because those chances usually cost them, but it can be great for our defense, especially our secondary. But he's so natural at throwing the football, man, that I can't blame him for the shots that he he tries to take because, he, he you know, when he connects, it looks like the best in the country. And he definitely has – I guess I can refer, refer to them as a fleet because they're speedy and luxurious, the wide receivers. He had some playmakers on the outside. So it's going to be it's going it's to be SEC team on paper that looks good. Yeah. You know, the it's talent going to be very interesting to see what Al Golden comes up with to fool Spencer Rattler because he still has a tendency to be able to be fooled pre-snap and throw into double coverage and put ball in harm's way. So Notre Dame is going to have the opportunities in the secondary to come away with some tech takeaways and change the game. Let me tell you something. The special teams, you talk about Notre Dame special teams, their place kicker, their punter, that do Amari Brown as a kickoff returner and punt returner. Yeah, you're facing another group that's just as good as you. Yeah. And special teams. So it should be. I think they pinned Clemson inside the 10-yard line four times in that game punting the ball and force Clemson to take the long way. And you, if you can force anybody with questionable quarterback play to take the long way for the majority of the game, you're going to come out on the winning side of most of those games. If you're giving people long drives, it's just college football. So you just – it's just the success rate is so high. Yeah. It's putting together 12, 15 play drives every time. Uh, it's hard to do. You know, hard and, to do. And you know what? It should be no shock that a coach named Beamer has a good special teams group. Yeah, it should be no shock. No shock. It shouldn't be a shock that a coach named Beamer has really good special teams. Lucky Lefty Podcast. As we always say, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all of our great content is available on CFB Nation and Conjunction with Irish Breakdown. Also, I got John Garcia Jr., Jr., State of Recruiting. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. We do it different. We're going to keep spending it different. You already know. It's us. LL Nation. Left. I want to start with the offensive side of the ball when we hear from the players. And, you know, it's very interesting. The Marcus Freeman said that both guys, Steven Jelly and Tyler Buckman, were going to get run with the ones in practice. Tyler Buckner was asked about practice, how things were going, and how his recovery was looking, according to him. Strung together, you know, the offense strung together, good couple of practices. Um, you know, today is, uh, you know, a little rushier than, you know, we would like as an offense, but obviously the bar is high. Um, so, you know, things are good. It's been good getting back out there and practicing. 
And then you were up in the box quite a bit during the games. I guess what benefit did that give you, and I guess how was that kind of translated into your game? Yeah, I guess you just see the game from a sort of different perspective. Um, sort of, you know, listening to what the coaches are talking about during a game. And, you know, that's sort of having a different mindset towards just the game in general. Um, certainly helped me become a smarter player. So he's become a smarter player being next to the coaches. Uh, do you buy it left? You know, he said they've had good practices, and that particular one on Saturday uh, wasn't as good. You know, what what do you what is the vibe you get from Tyler Buckley? It's a low vibe. I feel like he's just out there to be out there from from how he's going about approaching the press. It's like, do you have something better you could be doing? <laughs> it, just, it just looks like uninspired football for a guy who hasn't played all year to get a chance to start in a game against a great team. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, you know, if anything, you should be fired up. Uh, it's just a little bit more energy talking about practices for you not to have, not that you have to have every rep is great, but for you not to be able to play in a long time, you should be saying practices are, are, are energetic. At least, you know, I'm making some mistakes, but listen, we're on fire right now. I'm playing with my hair on fire. I want to be here. I want to be out here. It just looks a little uninteresting. So it makes it hard uh, to buy in that Tyler's going to be um, the Tyler that he, that he left this season with coming out in this game. Yeah, I want to throw this comment up for my guy, Michael Johnson. He said he looks defeated. Yeah, he just looked like he just like, yeah, I mean, you know. It just Do we like, have anybody on the team who, like, Lewis Nix used to scare We We have a bunch of really good gentlemen out there. Yeah, it's like I'm trying to think of someone that you just see their face, press conference, or, like, helmet off or just – when they're standing on the field, that just gives off a don't mess, man. Don't do it. Don't you do it. Like, everything just seems nice Yeah. with this squad right now. Maybe even Benjamin Morrison just seems like a really nice guy. Just a nice guy. Like, you want all nice guy. All the buck, man. He's a baller. He's a baller. He's a baller. He's yeah, Justin Tuck. That's a good call, Ron Tiddall. He Justin Tuck was intimidating. Um, Stefan Tuit was intimidating. Was intimidating. Prince Shimbo was intimidating. Heck, I think Manti was intimidating. Romeo Cora was intimidating. Romeo making his comeback yesterday and looking good for the Lions. Um, but we definitely struggle in the intimidation factor on the team. I think. If anybody, Marcus Freeman is more intimidating than the D line. <laughs> I used to think Jordan Botello was intimidating, but I didn't see him enough uh, during the season. But you know, that's just that goes back to the type of guys we recruit. We don't recruit uh, too intimidating of, of guys out there. I think they're just well-rounded guys, and 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 that includes the quarterback. Yeah, I agree with that. Lucky Lefty podcast. So he continued to talk, and he talked about when he learned being injured, right? And he pointed out, man, I learned some things while injured that I might not have learned if I continue playing. This should be interesting, Lucky. You know, it's certainly 
things don't always pan out the way that you want them to, um, just in life in general, and Coach Freeman always talks about that, but um, you know, things don't always go the way you want, but there are still a lot of things you can learn from that. And sometimes, you know, the losses are the things you learn the most from, and you know, maybe you needed one to help you in some way that, you know, a win or, you know, staying healthy wouldn't have, wouldn't have done for me. So, you know, I've learned a lot of things along the way, um, personally um, and through football. Um, you know, I'm thankful for that. I mean, look at his face. That that, that, that face right there at the end. Just, Stop. just Stop. it's whatever. It's whatever. Like, you know, don't care about winning or losing. It's just like, I'm just glad to be out there. And maybe that's why we bring in another guy to spark to spark the team up, spark the room up a little bit. Uh, but we just have to appear more intimidating than these. It just looks like you're talking to your academic counselor. <laughs> <laughs> You're not talking to the football. It's funny you mentioned that because even his answer to the media about when he was told, because he was told, just as Drew Pine was told, that they were going to bring in a quarterback. And his response was, well, I kind of knew during the season that they were going to do that. And During the season? Yeah, and he was like, yeah, because we needed more depth in the quarterback room. And I'm like, you're wow. in the room. <laughs> exactly. You're in that, the room you're saying you you're in that room. This is not a, a tandem where everybody's getting the turn out there. It's supposed to be one guy running the show and you're talking about, you need more depth. This isn't like a basketball team where you get a rotation in. This is a one man militia, yeah. one general to this thing. And you talking about, you need more help in the room. Huh? We supposed to say that on the Lucky Lefty podcast show. You're not supposed to say that from within the quarterback room because it doesn't breathe any life into the room. It's like this room is struggling on life support, including me, and we need somebody, and I knew we was going to bring him in during the season. So if you knew it during the season, then what did you think when you were starting? <laughs> this is crazy. I just thought it was a strange answer. Is he is – is he leaving? Do you think he's transferring? Because does he, he just... want to be the guy? Yeah, does he want to be the you guy? Know what does he want to be the dude? Like, left, we said this, right? Like, I pushed back in a conversation with you a little bit because I said, and I put this to you, I said, you know what? As much as we lament Tommy, his game plan, and his play calling, if it was you, Ev, or Deshaun, making the throws with the same play calls that Tommy put out there, Notre Dame probably averages about seven to eight points more a game. At least. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So shots. As, as many shots as you want to take it, Tommy, if a better quarterback was out there with more skill, the offense would, pro would probably have been fine. But it's crazy because Tommy's recruiting the trigger man. So I'm like, you yes. don't see the potential in your own offense if you yeah. bring right trigger man in. You out here bringing in guys that can't do what you are calling. Is that to make them look bad and you look better or what? You're supposed to bring in guys that can match the type of energy that you're putting out in these play calls because if you're looking at just these interviews alone, you're like, where did you get this kid from? Yeah. 
I mean, he kind of has a Tommy personality where you just, you know, we all ask if you want to be there. But the quarterback can't have that same energy as the OC. No. I no. feel like there's no jokes. There's no life in that room. They just go in there and stare at film all day, say maybe two or three words, and then go out to practice. <laughs> Do they even commute? It's, it's like, Tyler, what did you really learn in the box? Because Tommy's just on the phone cussing at Drew the whole time. So what did you really learn? Scheme? Because what you saw up there in the box is not what you're going to be running. Because you don't have a tight end. So the season, you was really a fan most of this time. The armchair quarterback. But all that coach talk and cliche talk about you learning more on the, off the field and on the field is malarkey. You just used the word malarkey, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's malarkey because it's like, end of the day, from what you're saying, that means you never need to practice because you just can take it in through osmosis by watching somebody else do it. So you should go out there and, and throw 500 yards since you learned so much being hurt. So, no, I don't believe it. I think that uh, it's going to be a rough game based off the interview. Man, I mean, like you said, South Carolina, we talked about it. We're going to get deeper into it next week. They do give up 190 a game on the ground. So it's yeah. just a matter of how you run the game. You can run on them if you make them move side to side. If you just try to line up and move them, yeah, you might have some difficulty. So we'll see if Tommy <laughs> – can get the running backs from Notre Dame out of space. Lucky Lefty Podcast. How are you going to hold up? You've been injured. You know, when you take that first hit, you think you'll be okay? Well, I guess as a quarterback, I'm not getting hit in practice. Um, so it's kind of like every quarterback when they get to week one of the season. No one gets hit in spring ball. No one gets hit in camp. No one gets hit in practice. And then week one of the season comes around, you get hit. So... I think it's pretty normal for that to happen with quarterbacks. And, you know, if I get in the game, we get in the game. But, you know, the plans to, you know, if I'm in there, uh, slide, get out of bounds, you know, try to protect myself. Once again, that face. <laughs> I do not feel confident. He talking about, yeah, you know, I don't get hit in practice. You're the hardest running back on the team. You get the most hits in the first, like the first two games. You got the most hits in on the team. So you go from zero to a hundred. That's going from zero to a hundred because it doesn't make sense that you're so nonchalant unless you changed your game up dramatically. Did you change your game up to where you a pocket guy that you're not used to getting hit? You you should be taking hits in practice. Marcus Freeman and Tommy Reese should be like, all right, we got to, all right, you got to get hit 10 times a day because that's the game that you play. Specifically, his style of play is running hard as hell, blowing out hamstrings and, and all type of soft tissue injuries to get the three full yards on first down. 
Now you say, oh, you know, <laughs> when they come, they come, you know, I'm gonna just get hit and, you know, see how it goes. He's been hurt all season talking like this. You've been hurt all season and you come to an interview talking like that? You just want some optimism. You, you want to feel like he's excited to play. I mean, make me feel like I, that you want to be there and help the team win. Not like, oh, I, I guess I'm healthy now. I can just roll back out there. But, you know, we definitely need to get some more help in this room. <laughs> what? Me, Deshaun, and Ev, maybe Brandon, would have never, ever said that. <laughs> if anything, we would have been like, look, the less is better. <laughs> I would have been talking about like, oh, we didn't have to pick up Kenny Minchie at 23. We was already, you know, close to being done. We should have just kept the, what we had. I mean, we can make it work with this, but I've never heard a quarterback ask for more help in the room. That's that's the biggest. If I'm Marcus Freeman, I'm cutting the interview right there and be like, come here, come here, come here. What are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? To, to admit, yeah, you know, I kind of, we kind, I kind of got the vibe, you know, during the season that they were gonna go to the portal. But that's off of your play. Oh, wait a minute, you don't think you a dude? <laughs> like, forget if the fans don't think you a dude. At least you should think you're a dude. Like, I'm the number one here. Yeah, you talking about injured. I'm the starter. Yes. Y'all going to the portal for what? For what? For what? Like, I, I get why you told Drew that, but you don't tell me that. I'm the, I'm right. the guy. Right. He like, man, I knew early on. I, I was helping recruit some of these guys. <laughs> what? <laughs> and, and you know. You said, it. you said it last week. It just sounds like we don't have a dude in that room yet. And we still don't, based off of that interview. We do not have a dude. We have a guy that's placeholding. I don't even know if he's happy to be there. <laughs> did you did you get the feeling that he's about to go out there and, and take over the game and put the team on his back? Absolutely not. Not that he has to, but man, don't just be out there to be out there. Hey, let's, <laughs> you know what? Let's let's lighten up the mood. Let's get things going. Let's like Lucky Lefty Podcast. Monday, fantastic weekend, World Cup celebration bowl. A lot of good things going. Picked up a great athlete on Friday for Notre Dame in the 24th class. Let's hear some good things about the quarterback. And let's go to the tight end room because yeah. they are the room that speaks glowingly, obviously, of the quarterbacks. Because we great. can't get anything from the quarterbacks to the wide receivers. <laughs> nothing. Can't so, Mitchell Evans, Mitchell Evans, what do you think about the two guys <laughs> that have been working at quarterback, Steve Angeli, Tyler Buck? It's good to have Tyler back. You know, he's been gone all season, but it's good to, good to have him out there. He's throwing the ball, running the ball. He's been really good. Steve out there balling. You know, they're all balling, so it's good to have him, you know, kind of competing. It's kind of fun, too. So. There it is. That's all we wanted to hear. That's oh, all we have wanted oh, to hear about oh, our quarterbacks. They're balling. That's it. And it took a tight end that doesn't even catch the ball to tell us that they're balling. Man, make us feel good. Mitchell Evans is like, look, I'm getting the ball a lot, and I'm glad that they throwing it to me. You know, they out there balling because they throwing it to me, and I love to see it. 
Good, it's good to have Tyler back. You know, he's been gone all season, but it's good to, good to have him out there. He's throwing the ball, running the ball. He's doing really good. Steve out there balling. You know, they're all balling, so it's good to have him, you know, kind of competing. It's kind of fun, too. So. Mitchell Evans, already a nominee for the second annual Lefties next year. Already. He got to take – he's got to take that personality and put it in the quarterback room. It'll be like, this is how you're supposed to – yeah, we out here balling, we throwing it around, we running around, having a great time, ready for the bowl game, excited for the game, you know, keep it short and sweet. Tyler's trying to give you this long, well, you know, just kind of – kind of just working it back in, you know, like I'm 10-year vet, been doing this. You haven't been doing it. So act now, like you ain't never been there. Tyler spoke better about Steve Angeli than he did about himself. <laughs> I mean, if, you, if you literally listen to the interview, he spoke more glowingly <laughs> about Steve Angeli than he did about himself. Flat out. He was like, man, he's gonna surprise people. He's he's a little bit more athletic than you think. He's doing really good. I'm like. But what about yeah, started talking about the other quarterback? And when you talk about yourself, it's just well put that face up. That's a gif. That's gonna be a gif. Lucky <laughs> Lucky Podcast. All of our great tent content, I'm sorry, is available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. CFB Nation in conjunction with Irish Breakdown. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. You already know we spin it different. Left, someone is known as Mr. Dig Route on the Notre Dame squad. But also, this same guy talked about the attitude of the wide receivers going into the Gator Bowl. What's the attitude of the wide receiver room? Now, this might go coming from what we just talked about with the quarterback room. You tell me if you like what you hear from Deion Cozy talking about the attitude and the mindset of the wide receivers going into the Gator Bowl. I would say hungry for sure. Um, we're, we, we are decently happy about how the season went, but we always want more. Um, we know we can't be complacent or things won't turn out in our favor. So we just want to come in every day hungry and ready to work and, and, and ready to keep getting better, 1% better every day. Yeah, them boys definitely hungry. They, they, they definitely, definitely did not get fed during the regular season. They are starving. He's like, where are you? They are definitely malnourished. <laughs> so you're right. You're definitely hungry, and you need somebody to feed you. Y'all boys is looking real hungry out there. Your jersey ain't got dirty all season. So, you know, he and he, and he he looked like he was tired of saying it. He was like, look, we're decently happy with the season. Yeah, decently happy. Yeah. Because they probably saw Charlie Jones every week just lighting them up. Just Freaking like, Charlie Jones. <laughs> had Charlie Jones numbers and in the receiver room numbers every week. <laughs> they said, this is, one, this is one amazing receiver that they got, they got over there at Purdue. Good grief. So, yeah, decently, decently happy is the exact – Words I would say about the receiver room, they're definitely very hungry. And in this Gator Bowl, it shouldn't be no different. They should they should be getting more chances. Uh, Mitchell Evans said it himself. He said the, the, the ball is flying around. 
They look good. So hopefully that trickles down to the, the quarterbacks and they can believe in themselves. Yeah, I mean, they should be hungry. They, they played in the offense where the passing game was run through the tight end. The downfield opportunities were limited. Limited by us, not by no defensive coverage, not by no nothing else by us. It was limited by us. Yeah, and injuries just popped up, whether it's preseason with Cozy that delayed him coming back and get to 100%, whether it's Tobias Merriweather late in the season with the concussion, you know, guys just dealing with things, small little nagging injuries, mental frustration with guys like Lorenzo Styles Jr., that we hope he gets back to who we saw him being in the Fiesta Bowl. Like he said, this wasn't the season that they expected. They're, you know, not really happy with it. And you like hearing saying that. Like, they, they're ready to go. They want to go out and play and show what they can do. You get that feeling. That's all. We just want a little bit of exuberance from Tyler Buck. We're not taking shots at him. We're just saying, dude, you haven't played. You should be amped. Like, nobody should be more amped to play than you. You didn't even know you were going to get back on the field this year. And here you are. care less. Yeah, like, he just, uh, you know. This isn't badminton or ping pong or, 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 or. This is a competitive sport where – you got to have a little bit of character issues because you need that to survive in a game that's, that's physically uh, imposing. And for a guy to just – your quarterback to just be so lifeless, just like, uh, you know, we'll see how it goes. It's not helpful for a program that's supposed to be trending upwards. You know, when you're starting quarterback, talking about they need to bring some guys in in the quarterback room, I just think it's just – uh, Tommy's got to raise the personality of the room. Um, you know, Tyler's talent is still there, but the personality in the room has to be better. Man, at quarterback, as a coach, I would much rather tell you to calm down than to have to get you pumped up as a quarterback. Like, you can be pumped up and be composed. See, most people think being pumped up means you're not composed as a player. Mm. No. You can be fired up and play smart. You can be ready to go and still play smart and under control. That's right. He's just a little bit too like dude, we it's like we don't really believe you're play. in control because you ain't play all season. Yes, so this is your squad. Like this is your squad. You are the starter. You're getting your squad back. Yo. Yeah, we're, man, we're balling. Everybody's out there running around. We're having a blast. Lorenzo's making plays. Dion's making plays. Offensive line blocking. Great guys running. Like, man, duh. And you just. <laughs> you know, we have to go get the exuberance from Mitchell Evans. Yeah. Or even Steve Angeli, the way they talking about Steve. So. Hey, he talked about Steve better than he talked about himself. That's the killer. Man, how important important is the quarterback connection? Deion Cozy lets us know. 
Honestly, when, when that connects and off, it, it's kind of everything is off. And so, like, when 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 the quarterback and the receiver is clicking on the same page and, and they're really feeling each other, it can be a dominant thing. And and that all comes with just coming to practice every day and working, and really and really figuring out what what players are capable of and what they're not. What's been full prep like working with Steve and Tyler Buckner? It's been good. It's been good. Um, honestly, both of them are really good quarterbacks, and so. We've been we've been working with both quarterbacks um, this bowl prep and really um, figuring everything out and, and learning tendencies and and learning um, the things that they like to do. That's all we ask. But unfortunately, though, they're not talking about one guy. They're like, yeah, quarterback by committee is looking great by committee, but if they can't even decide one over the other, of course we need somebody in that room additionally. Because Steve never played. So you got a guy that's never played compared with a guy that's been, you know, supposed to be the starter and they can't make a distinction between the two. It's not it's not boding well for a guy that we expected to lead us to an undefeated season this year, let alone a playoff spot. But the other thing, too, is that how much do you think Tyler connected with the guys outside of practice? How much did he talk to the guys outside of practice? Did he watch film with guys outside of practice? Did he did he stay around and hang in the locker room after practices or after games? Or was he just at practice and went home? And so when you talk about chemistry, if the team has more chemistry with Steve and Jelly than the TB12, that's a problem. That's a problem. Bigger than just a physical, you know, connection, but just if you're not tied in with your guys and you figuring things out in week 13, it's just not bowling well that y'all gonna go out there and, and throw for over 300 yards. Because if you just figure chemistry now, I mean, good, <laughs> what y'all doing the whole season? <laughs> Well, I mean, he was getting snaps with the twos instead of the scout team because he got bumped up once um, Tyler got hurt. But like you said, building chemistry right now. You got two you rookie guys. Yeah, yeah. So here's like here's Steve Angeli. You tell me who has better body language. So uh, stepping into the backup role, you know, this season has definitely given me a lot to work on a lot to develop, you know, taking reps with the twos instead of on the scout team has been great. You know, I've been able to work on a lot of stuff and really just take real reps that, you know, matter. We're running our own plays, so I think it's been great for me. And then mentally, I guess, processing the playbook and everything that comes along with that, I guess, how have you kind of grown there? I think I've grown a lot as well because I'm taking, like I said, those second team reps against the ones when we go on live periods and, you know, when we go into seven on seven and stuff like that, I'm still taking, you know, live reps against the twos and, you know, more stuff is being thrown my way and I'm being able to handle it next week. <laughs> Take a deep breath, man. It's, it feels like it's overwhelming for him. He's just like, yeah, it all happened really fast. Uh, I'm just taking reps and uh, we'll see how it goes. My point is, I expect that from him. Yes. Yes. I expect that from him. Because it sounded on point. Yes. 
the dude that got playing time last year and played in big games and started the season, I expect a little more. Yes, and he can be a quiet guy off the field. It's not about him, it's not even about him being loud or being quiet. It's the attitude that he's coming off with, like, man, I could be doing 20 other things other than being up here. <laughs> like, and that's something we've heard. That's something we've heard. Like, if he really focuses, he can be good. But what, as a core, you don't want to hear focus being <laughs> one of the concerns with a quarterback. If he really wanted to be here, he'll be nice. I don't want to hear that. If we got to beg for you to, to give us the attitude that you want to be a starter, good grief. Man, I just <laughs> bad look. We're not being hard on the boy. Dude, we just did a full week of saying he's been misused and not put in the right situation. We, you said he should have started as a freshman. This show has done nothing but support. This show has done nothing but support Tyler Butler. Nothing but support Tyler Butler, dude. Nothing. And I know if I'm Kenny Mitchie, I feel great coming in early. Dude, Sam, make me make me want to watch the game. Yeah, you make, make me not even want to watch. Make me as a fan want to watch the Gator Bowl. Make me. I'll give you something to look forward to. Like you're about to go out there and surprise me or something. Y'all talking about y'all going roll out there. Be humble. Humble, yeah, humble about what? Humble about it's what? It's your team. You're the starting quarterback. <laughs> Be amped. You haven't played. At all. You haven't played in like three months, my man. It's a bowl game. You're rocking with your boys. And after this, you're not going to be playing for another three months. So this this should be the most exciting thing in your holiday season. You get extra practices too to make sure to make sure it's right. That's all I'm saying. I do. Because if I'm Tyler, I'm telling Freeman and, 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 and Tommy Reese, I want all the reps. Period. I want, I want all of them. I want the two, threes, the scouts, the, the ones, the one and a halves. I don't want no breaks because I got to get ready for the game. And I know Steve got to get his little reps, but give him a rep when I need a break, not a rep like we doing this even thing in practice because I need to go out there and audition great. Because Kitty Mitchie is coming. <laughs> CJ Carr is coming. I need to be, I need to have a head start because right now there is no head, there's no one above the other when it comes to Steve and, Ty and Tyler. I wouldn't take one over the other from an experience. They both got damn near the same experience level. Steve got a spring game. Tyler got a couple snaps. What's the difference? You know the crazy thing? 
The reason why we say youth is being served at Notre Dame, Tyler Butner is a sophomore. Steve Angeli is a freshman. Deion Cozy is a sophomore. Lorenzo Styles Jr. is a sophomore. Holden Stays is your starting tight end. He's a freshman. Your two tackles, they're sophomores. This is a young football team, man. Yeah. The guys that are getting shots. Yeah. These practices are freshmen, sophomores. This is a young, extremely young football team, especially with Mayor and Foskey out. Especially with a football team. And young football teams do. They might not know a lot, but they should be they should be ready to play with their hair on fire. Like we might be doing the wrong thing, but man, we're about to play fast because <laughs> we amped to play. Do you think Jalen Sneed is not going to be excited about playing? Heck yeah. What? I'm getting more reps in a bowl game, and I'm from South Carolina. Yeah, let's do this. I, man, I just need more, man. I need more. I wish we were being given more in the quarterback room. As a young guy, I was talking stuff. I don't even think they talk stuff in the quarterback room. I I love, they, I'm not even going to go because I'm not asking him to step outside of his personality. Yes. And that's what we guess. We're not asking him. I'm not. Be you. Yeah, be himself. However, if you got to fake it to convince the team that you the guy, fake it. Fake it. Make something up. Say a crazy story. Do something to make the guys around you feel like, man, I'm glad Tyler Bugner is on our team. Not – and not, yeah, go ahead, left. Not the quarterback by committee we're glad to have, because that's what we heard when they was going through the quarterback battle with Drew Pine. Oh, all three of these guys can run and throw and do all this stuff. That's not what we need to win. We need to have a dude back there where they're saying first names. Oh, yeah, Tyler. Psh, that man's crazy. That man's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, rip the rip the hole in my glove. He's throwing it so so tight with them spirals. They go up there and be like, yeah, we have a, a great two-quarterback system where everybody's getting 50-50 reps. It's like the jug machine. <laughs> We're just learning the guy's uh, first and last name with the chemistry. <laughs> first practice with, uh, with both quarterbacks actually throwing it to us. Man. But you see why we, we struggle uh, – Putting up points, man. A, a team that puts up a lot of points is a team that's close. And this is beyond just coaching. A team that has great chemistry offensively is a team that usually scores a lot of points. And that's not nothing to do with coaching. It's because those guys understand each other on a on a, a football level, but a personal level to where they, they play for each other. I don't know if anybody is playing for Tyler Buck. They're playing with him, but I don't think they're playing for him. And I think to have a top scoring offense, you need the guys to play for 
your quarterback. Look at USC. All them receivers play for their quarterback. Look at Ohio State. All their players play for their C.J. Stroud. Because without C.J. Stroud, Ohio State is trash. Let's just keep it a whole, a whole beam. Without C.J. Stroud, Ohio State is an average football team. Without Bryce Young, they're not average, but they're not they're not, they're not where they are either. Without Tyler Buckner, we still an eight and fourteen. I don't even know with Tyler Buckner if we would have won more games. So he's right. We do need to add to the room. <laughs> I'm gonna take our starting quarterback's advice and listen to his words. And agree with him that the starter, we need another guy to come in. <laughs> oh, goodness. Maybe well, two. I, I couldn't stand it any better than you just did. You just summed it up perfectly. Fourth quarter, down four, need to get it done. Who, who are they going to follow? Who they gonna follow? Who is the offense going to follow? Because it can't be the running backs. No, it can't. Not when you got to drive eighty yards to win the game. <laughs> it's gonna be a challenging game, but a good game to see. Because we get to see life without 87 and the offense running through him. So somebody's going to have to step up. A young guy, older guy, quarterback. Somebody's going to have to make a play or there will be no plays made. <laughs> That's the difference. Either somebody steps up or we're getting washed in a game versus a team that's, in my opinion, not better than us. But they'll go out there and, and play more inspired. So that's what we're dealing with, a team that we're trying to fill out. Are we going to compete versus a team that is going out there with a bunch of really talented guys that, you know, they they embarrassed a couple really good teams for a reason. <laughs> you know, they ain't embarrassing Clemson and Tennessee because they're right. bad teams. They embarrass right. in Tennessee because Ooh. they're good, a good team too. Two teams that were playing to stay in the college football playoff picture. Yes. And the team we played that to remain in the college football playoff picture, we didn't get it done. They got it done at away and home. So they're hot right now. You know, they're hot right now. So good grief. It'll be interesting to see, for sure. Lucky Lefty Podcast, man. Left, Notre Dame picks up a commitment from four-star running back Aeneas Williams on Friday night. He adds to the 24 class that is looking absolutely amazing offensively. They already have their running back, their tight end, their quarterback, their wide receiver. That's right. Dude, We're going hard. Their They're going hard on the offensive side oh. of the ball. Tommy Reese, one thing we can say offensively from a recruiting standpoint, as the point man, yo, 
we have we we have no qualms with you, my dude. None. We have no qualms with you. Now <laughs> you got to prove yourself. Yeah, now you got to do the hard part. Now you 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 did the easy part. You know you got it looking good, but does it taste good? That's the question. That's the worst. A cake that looks good and is terrible, or some food that looked fantastic and you just need it's to add a whole bunch of with no flavor, no seasoning. <laughs> but uh, it looked good. You know, good. it looked it looked like it got a lot of. A lot of flavor is packing a punch, and then you taste it, and you're like, oh, man, let's order pizza. Let's <laughs> <laughs> super chat. Tyler is going to be third stream pretty soon. Oh, man, I, I'm not going to sit up here and say that. I just I just want the kid to be happy about the game. <laughs> I want to see that he loves the game. That's, that's all I want to see. That's all I want to see. That's it. Jason Hewlett, I tried to send a super sticker. They all feminine ash. Uh, we got to get some in that piece for real. Look for OC. Definitely need some masculinity in that room. Maybe he got to rip his shirt a little bit. Just, just. <laughs> Could we go 10 and 2 with DJU? He's the best of the statues. Tommy likes statues. Look for OC. I do not want DJ in that room. <laughs> He would definitely have the best hair. He would have the best hair in the room because his waves are pretty. Oh yeah, he keep that. He keep the wave cap on point. Yes, sir. And 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 it's him and Christian Holmes. <laughs> it matches. Yes. <laughs> I thought he was gonna go to UCLA, but it looked like he might have to take his talents to Oregon. He ain't got that many places to go either. No, Bo Nix is coming back. Oh yeah, that's right. I bet you Bo Nix is not sitting there saying, "Yeah, you know." We gonna add depth to the room. We'll add Dante and, and maybe get DJ. Hell no. <laughs> he said we just added a, a, a Alabama receiver. We done added some pieces. I'm coming back. Shoot. Jason, he looked appreciate you. <laughs> Buck got that I'm a transfer face. Luck for OC. Man, if you talking about you knew that we was getting a transfer in the middle of the season, what was you doing the whole time? Was you fielding calls too? Was you looking for other opportunities? Because if you're saying that, that means you conceding the fact that you might not play next season. And you want to sit through another season not playing? See, that's why I don't be understanding that whole, yeah, I, I'm excited we're bringing in another guy to take my spot. <laughs> so we were supposed to have Coach Carl Reed on today. Coach hit us up uh, late last night and told us that 24-7, with everything that's happening in the transfer and he has no time all the decommitments, yo, they forced him to fly out to Nashville. Oh, he and, told no, and literally told them no guest spots until <laughs> the end of the week. That's how crazy it is with what they're doing right now. So next Monday, he's gonna lock in with us, and then I'm talking to John Garcia to hopefully get him tomorrow. Uh, if we can't lock him down tomorrow, we're definitely going to lock him down for O oh, and another thing tomorrow night. That's right. So we'll have two shows tomorrow night just to make sure we get our brother John Garcia on with us before National Sign of Day to give you all some great content. Lucky Lefty Podcast, we thank you for joining us today. Um, great weekend, great show. Left, I don't know what you're about to do, but I'm about to talk recruiting over on Irish Breakdown. 
It's going to be a ton of questions. That's at 2 o'clock Eastern. We're going to get into the Peyton Bowen stuff, Aeneas Williams, and some other great targets in the 24 class. Like, bro. Uh, Stepping into the backup role, you know, this season has definitely given me a lot to work on, a lot to develop. You know, taking reps with the twos instead of on the scout team has been great. You know, I've been able to work on a lot of stuff and really just take real reps that, you know, matter. We're running our own place, so I think it's been great for me. He's just great to be taking a snap. Oh, get it out of here. Just he's like, yo, he's like, I'm playing with the ones. He's a dude. <laughs> At least I know he's happy to be getting the snaps with the ones. At least you I want a guy that, that wants to be the best in the country. How about that? Hey. I'm excited to go against these South Carolina DBs. That's what I want to hear. He's like, man, look, I was taking scout. Now I'm taking backup shots. <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> you already know what time it is. It's time to get petty. Oh, we did a good job executing. Are you upset with something? And fire up the Petticoat Junction train. I just don't like you. You don't? No. What is today's petty historic Petty Junction? Petty Junction, Petty Story of the Day, brought to you by Anora Whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com, that premium American whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. The NFL ref that told my boy, McLaurin, that he was good. He was good, and they gave him a penalty. <laughs> Y'all making the NFL seem rigged. Y'all making it seem rigged. <laughs> Devondre Stevenson. Running back for the Patriots. Oh my god, tie game 24. Get the handoff, and they tell you to go down so we can go to overtime. And you decide the lateral of the ball, throw it right. I'm talking about well, wait, 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 wait. So he throws it to Jacoby Myers, and Jacoby Myers takes it to the next level. <laughs> this dude decides to throw the ball all the way back to Mac Jones, like you didn't have anybody else to throw to. But Mac Jones, and it gets picked and taken to the house. Doing right into a stiff arm, too. A mean stiff arm. And Mac Jones, that tackle attempt, you're on the petty train, too, my friend. He tried to, he tried to trip him, for real. Man, that he was tried to kick his leg out. That was the worst. Yeah, you, you Chris Paul. You're Chris, you out there, Chris Paul, the NFL. <laughs> That's the second time he was kicking now. He kicked, he kicked uh, who was that he kicked the other week? He, he stuck his leg out on one. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I forget who it was. He might have to play in that World Cup. All this kicking he doing. <laughs> Michael Johnson, Sean Malik. If you had to pick between Spencer or Hudson, who would you pick? It doesn't make a difference. You can put any quarterback in the transport portal, portal behind this offensive line with these running. He's back. gonna have a better season he did wherever he came from for sure. It doesn't matter. That's the whole thing about this Notre Dame portal thing. I see the chat, saw the chat today, people calling this quarterback trash. And dude, there is no trash quarterback behind this offensive line and with these running backs next They're year. They're all gonna look better. We just need the guy that's gonna make us three games better. We just made we made Jack Cone look sexy. <laughs> 
Yeah. Like, come on. Give us a pat on the back. We made a backup behind Graham Mertz. Who can't even get to school right now. Well, Graham Mertz might end up at Jackson State. He might, <laughs> he might be he might be Shador's replacement. Hey, at this point, he run out of options too. He had left Wisconsin, think he have a home. He don't even have a home. Oh man. And we took his backup and made him relevant. Jack Cone probably still, he probably don't even say he went to Wisconsin. He probably, man, I I went to Notre Dame. <laughs> I did undergrad at somewhere else. <laughs> Maybe Graham Hurts. Maybe Graham Hurts can go now. He can go throw to Hagler since Hagler likes to drop passes yeah, in the end sure. zone. Him and Hagler, can, they can yeah, they, they can team up. Because <laughs> Dion told that tight end, he said, "Look, you're not coming with me to Colorado." <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> with that, you're staying here. <laughs> <laughs> he told him, but he gave him encouraging words. He told him, son, you're going to be all right. This is going to make you better. When you come back next year here, <laughs> you're going to do it different. But I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm getting out of here. <laughs> they said the whole stadium. Yeah, that's the other petty train. They said when he dropped that pass, the entire stadium was like, y'all threw it to a white dude? <laughs> I would expect that at an HBCU. They said the whole stadium said it at the same time. I can't believe I threw it to this white dude. <laughs> HBCU games are great. That's <laughs> all I It's a different. It's a different pressure, dude. On that stage, catch because you gotta you gotta take all the roles from your teammates. You know, because you see, it was Dion consoling. None of his teammates was consoling. <laughs> No, no, nobody else was rubbing that dude on his back. Dion had to go talk to him. I'm talking about lockers was empty next to him and lockers next to that. I mean, he had a whole road to himself because, you know, the team, I can only imagine. They're like, get your sorry ass. <laughs> so Bro. the whole Jackson State team that didn't support their teammate after that play, y'all going on the petty train. Man, facts. I got Greg Lismont Jr. says, keep spending it different, my brothers. We appreciate you, Greg. We appreciate Hey, man. Hey, young man, wherever you end up playing next year, it's not the end of the world, man. You have plenty of more plenty more opportunities. You just won't have, have one like that. <laughs> yeah, you won't have one like that. Absolutely not. Had a chance to be a hero. I know he feels bad too, man, because it's it was too wide open. Okay, oh bro, you talking about sticking out on campus <laughs> this, this morning? Bro. And he gotta hop in that transfer portal because he he won't survive. Bro. All the grilling he's today at Jackson State. Cause remember how they did Justin Fields in Chicago. They was like, Yeah, Justin, you real good. But if you just get that pass, right? <laughs> at the gas station, right? <laughs> they pulled up on at the gas station, like, hey, man, you good. We love you, but that happens. <laughs> so if they, if, if we can comment on that, I know we commenting on that tight end. <laughs> you got teammates like, you just got to put your hands like this, man. Put your hands like. 
lucky lefty podcast, man. Hey, man, you can tell we're good. We're, dude, if we're in good spirits, then hey, the players should be in good spirits really? about this game. I like the wide receivers and tight ends, though. They seem like they want to play. Yeah, I mean, they hungry, starving, malnourished, neglected. All of that. So they want to get out there and make something shake. And hopefully, uh, man, hopefully Tyler ain't packing it up too early. You know, he ready to go home. and <laughs> man. He probably sick of the weather, to be honest, because, you know, he out there in La Jolla. And La Jolla's nice all year round. <laughs> That's fine. But, dude, you're playing in Florida. <laughs> the game is in Florida. It's not in South Bend. He like, man, get me out this snow. It's raining. It's snowing. It's cold. La Jolla is nice. It's time so let us know, LL Nation. I just, man, I'm sitting here talking to John Garcia right now. Um, if you guys want us to go overtime tomorrow and make the show a little bit longer, he can join us at noon. Or we can just do a full show with him later on that evening. We're strictly just talking to John Garcia about recruiting. So let us know. Hit us up. Lucky Lefty Pod on Twitter. Hit us up after the show in the comments. Give us your opinion, your thoughts on that. Don't forget Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CFB Nation in conjunction with Irish Breakdown. All of our great content is there. Download, leave five stars, leave your comments. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. You already know we spend it different. Man, the votes are coming in already. Full show, full show. Go OT tomorrow. Yeah. We'll let you guys continue to chime in throughout the day. Lucky Lefty Pod on Twitter and Instagram. So, for my man Luck, I'm Sean Davis. Have a great Monday. You already know. You got to keep spinning it different. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow for another edition of the Lucky Lefty Podcast. <laughs>